Aguten Erev Shabbos. Today is Chav Kislev, the 20th day of Kislev, which is still an extension of the Chesidosh Great Yontav of Yutes and Chav Kislev. So instead of the regular Pasha ideas, let me discuss a couple of Tanya tidbits um, that we discussed here by the Fabrengans throughout Yutes and Chav Kislev. As we know, the Alter Rebbe, today, the, the Yom Tov of Yutes and Chav Kislev is primarily connected with the Alter Rebbe coming out of prison, which was seen as an exoneration of the ways of teaching Chassidus, which started and, and is very much um, all about the Tanya that the Alter Rebbe wrote, so much so that Chassidim said that, the, that he sat in jail for 53 days, um, which correspond to the 53 Prokim, the 53 chapters in the first book of Tanya, the Sefer Shalbeninim. So, the first point is when, I just mentioned Tanya is called the book of the Benini, Sefer Shalbeninim. The word Benini literally means an intermediate person, like a regular a regular person. There's a tzaddik, there's a holy people, there's a rasha, a wicked person, and there's a Benini who's in the middle of the road. One of the first and very powerful points that the Alter Rebbe makes in Tanya is a shift of the way that we typically might think. The normal way we think is that a person who does mostly good or all good is definitely a tzaddik. Right? A, person, a righteous person, he learns, he davens, he does the mitzvahs, doesn't do the averis, he's a tzaddik. Now, that's the typical way of understanding and that's the typical way that was always understood, I believe, until Tanya. And the Alter Rebbe comes along in the first chapter of Tanya and he brings a number of sources and proofs from Gemara, from Medrash, that that's not so that really a person might be doing most of the things right, or even everything right, doing always the right things, but he's not a tzaddik, far from a tzaddik, merely a benini, middle of the road. And why is that? He explains, because we have two souls. We have a godly soul, we have an animal soul. And even if we're always expressing the godly soul, and we're learning a lot, and davening, which is great, we're doing all the right things, we still have to remember and know that we have within an animal soul as well. And that animal soul is prone to selfishness and to all different types of negative traits that all come from that selfishness of the animal within me. So true, I'm not doing, I'm not following what the animal soul is telling me to do, but it's very important to always remember that good as I am, I have that negative, unholy side within myself as well. That's a powerful opener to Tanya. And the question is, why is that so important to remember? Why is it important to focus on that and remember, and always remember that I have the animal soul within me, rearing to be negative? And there's a number, number of answers to that. On a simple level, it helps with basic humility. We don't get caught up in arrogance and thinking, oh, I'm so special, I'm so great, comes Tanya and says, no, no, remember, there's that negative side to you as well, even if you're not expressing it. So not to get carried away with ourselves. Remember, you know, to, uh, it's a reality check. That's on a simple level. Deeper, it's so that we be on our guard. Sometimes when we get a sense of righteousness and goodness, so we let our guard down. Because after all, if I'm such a tzaddik, if I'm such a um, you know, good, holy, from, Hasidic person, then I don't have to be concerned about that perhaps I might fall into trap A or trap B or trap C that, you know, that there is in the world because I'm good. 
comes Tanya and says, no, 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 remember, remember that as good as you are, which is great, there is that animal side with inside of each and every one of us, and therefore we always have to be on our guard for it and take the necessary safeguards to see to it that we don't fall to it. And another idea, why is it so important to remember that animal soul, is because sometimes we do fail, and sometimes we fall, and we mess up spiritually, um, and we can become depressed. We can become like, oh, how could that have happened? How could I have done that? How could that have happened to me? And we can be totally lost. But when we remember that we do have an animal soul, so it makes sense. It's, it's something that happens. Of course, we have to do tshuva, we have to become better. But not to be totally thrown out, thrown out so to speak, or out of whack, that how could, something, how could I have done something negative? Because, yes, it says so in Tanya, I have an animal soul. So these are a couple of ideas, but all of them boil down to this first foundational idea of Tanya, where the Altarebbe gives us again this sort of reality check and says, remember, as good as we are, there's always that animal soul with inside of it, with inside of ourselves, be careful, watch out of it, be on your guard. That's one point. Later in Tanya, though, there's another point that somewhat contrasts this point. And that is where the Altarebbe tells us that although we have that animal side to us, and although we have those selfish tendencies, that's only the external part of who we are. On a deeper level, once we get rid of that, on a deeper level, we have the goodness and the holiness of our godly soul. And even when the animal soul sort of may be taking over, it's only external. We look at another year, or we look at ourselves, and we see negativity. Comes Tanya and says, that negativity is peripheral, it's on the surface. If you dig a little deeper, you'll find the goodness and the holiness within each and every Jew, within each and every one of us. And to illustrate that, he says a beautiful idea in chapter 29, he talks about the Miraglim, the spies, in the time of Meshe Rabbeinu, that the spies were sent to Israel, and they came back and they said that there's no way we can conquer this land. And somehow the Jewish people fell for them, and the entire Jewish people was struck with this lack of emunah, lack of faith in Hashem's ability to take them to the land of Israel. And they cry all night, as the Pasuk says. And then Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, He gives them a tongue lashing that the Jewish people, you know, they're, they're, so, they're so bad and they're not believers and they'll all die in the desert. And Moshe Rabbeinu gives the Jews a tongue lashing and they wake up in the morning, the Pasuk says, they say, okay, we're going into the land of Israel. They all want to go fight and go into the land of Israel. And the Altareb asks the basic question, which is, where did their Amunah come back from? Here they didn't believe in Hashem's ability to take them into Eretz Yisrael. Moshe didn't argue with them about that. He didn't explain them anything. He didn't prove them anything. He just gave them a tongue lashing. He just chewed them out a little bit. So what made them suddenly start believing? And the Altarebbe says that from here we learn the most powerful lesson. That even when the Jew seems to not have emunah, not have faith, or any negative traits that seem to be thriving or flourishing within the person, we have to understand it's only something external. If we can just break it down, if we can humble it, crush that negative feeling or that negative expression of the animal soul, the goodness and the holiness of the godly soul will express itself. And it doesn't have to be taught something new. The Jew doesn't have to be taught how to become a believer because every Jew is a believer. Every Jew has that amuna. It's part of the soul that we have. And we have to remember that when we do feel those negative feelings, it's something external, not to pay attention to it, not to be depressed by it. How can I have these negative feelings? 
Rather, remember something external and deep, deeper down, one step deeper, there's the goodness and holiness within every Yid. So really we have here two contrasting ideas. The first tiny idea is to remember, as good as things are going and as good as I am, I still have that animal soul, be on my guard. And then we have somewhat of an, the, the other side of the coin, which is as bad as things are. And when things are no good, to remember that that's only external. Deep down, there's the godly soul that's always holy and always ready to connect. One final Tanya idea from the actual introduction to Tanya. The Alter Rebbe writes, spends half of his introduction explaining the problem of writing a book. And that the Hasidim don't want to have books, they want to talk to the Rebbe directly, face to face. Because a book is not personal, a book can be understood in many ways, everyone can understand it and read it the way they like. People don't feel that it's directly aimed at me when I'm reading a book. It's a book in the library, and I'm applying it to myself the way I want. Says the Alter Rebbe in his introduction that that's not Tanya. That's not how Hasidus is written. Rather, he says, I'm writing it to people who I know and people who I love, and there was talk between each other, and I'm talking to them directly through this book that I'm writing. And here the Alter Rebbe tells us how Hasidus has to be seen and learnt. Hasidus is not a general idea that I can learn and understand. Rather, it's this, the great Rebbe's, the Alter Rebbe, the Mittler Rebbe, the Samach Tzedek, the Rebbe Maharash, the Rebbe Rashab, the Friyadiki Rebbe, and our Rebbe. That Hashem sent to this world and this generation before Mashiach to teach us, to guide us, to inspire us through their writings, through the Hasidus that they teach. So really, when a person is learning, whether it's Tanya, whether it's a Maimer, whether it's a Sicha, one has to feel and understand and connect to it in a way that it's the Rebbe that writes this, that's actually with his, with his Holy Ruach HaKadosh, seeing me, talking to me through, through these words, helping me and guiding me. And the Alter Rebbe continues, says, sometimes we might not see that direct guidance, so therefore we should ask a Mashpia to help us find within the words of the Rebbe how he's talking to me through this specific piece of Torah that he's teaching to me. So, as we wish ourselves today, Lashana Toiva, a good year in the learning of Chsidis and in the uh, ways and Hagas of Chsidis, a year of appreciating the tremendous gift of our Rabbeim and the Torah of Chsidis that they teach us, and to be able to utilize that in our own lives and spread it to people around us to very soon come to the fruition of the promise that when Chsidis will be spread throughout the world, Mashiach will come. May it be speedily in today. Agut Shabbos.